find something you love to do and do it. I just and, and don't think, don't make a plan. Like it's probably goes against everything you've ever been told. But just go, just start doing it. You're gonna fail and you're gonna screw up and you're gonna learn and then you're gonna come back and be better at it the next time you do it. But it, life's just too short to to do something you hate every day. And I'm the poster child for that. I have never been happier in my life than I am right now. Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. I'm your host, Tom. In this 120th episode of the Small Scale Life Podcast, I had a great conversation with my friend Michael Bell about changes at Dallas Half Acre Farms. Michael's been very busy since our last interview, and we'll discuss how he is changing his business from a CSA model to building a salad empire in Dallas, Texas. As we discussed recently with Drew Sample, new opportunities and reality can force change. And you have to be ready to adjust accordingly. We know we have a lot of new listeners here at Small Scale Life. And in case you're new to Small Scale Life, we are dedicated to helping you find contentment and joy through intentional living. We talk about health and fitness, financial freedom, minimalism and simple living, and building community. There are a ton of blogs, podcasts, and platforms out there. And we're so thankful that you are here today. It's our goal to inspire you to learn do, grow, and get better every day. Some of you have been wondering how you can support Small Scale Life. To support us, why not spend money on products you'll be buying for someone special in your life? Head on over to Small Scale Life's online store at kit.com slash life. There you can find all kinds of books, kitchen items, garden items, and other things that we use in our Small Scale Life. So I do have an item of the month, and one item that I'm recommending this month is local author Aaron Clary's book titled Poor Richard's Guide to Retirement. It provides a way forward for everyday Americans by providing practical advice that we're trying to practice at Small Scale Life. Reduce expenses. Practice essentialism, or minimalism if you prefer. I'm kind of adopting essentialism, we'll talk about that in the future. And develop that side hustle check out the audiobook on Audible. Again, check out kit.com slash life for this book and other products. All right. As I discussed last week with my interview with Drew Sample from Capital City Greens and the Sample Hour podcast, we all start a project, a business, or even our lives with an idea or a goal. We kind of have an idea where we're going and we think we have it all figured out, but we learn things along the way as we succeed and fail. In my experience, we learn a lot more from our failures than successes. After all, if everything was easy and successful, everybody would be doing it. We need to learn from that experience and change our plans. In this podcast, Michael and I talk about what was working at Dallas Half Acre Farms and what wasn't. Certainly, the Texas summer heat had a huge impact on what Michael was growing on the farm. He had to make some decisions about what to grow in the future and how to grow it. Michael had to adapt. Some extra capital injected into the business was just what Michael needed to make some big changes and improvements to his operation. At the same time, Michael realized that moving away from a CSA model, that's lots of different crops offered weekly to customers, and building a salad empire, salanova and other greens, plus carrots and heat-resistant cherry tomatoes, was a much more profitable model due to less labor and quicker growing cycles. Less labor, quick growing crops, and offering a more consistent product means more potential profit to an ever-growing market in Dallas, 
Texas. So let's hear from Michael as he discusses building a salad empire in Dallas, Texas. All right, everybody, we got our good friend Michael Bell from Dallas Half Acre Farm on the line. It's been a long time since we've had a conversation with with Michael, Mr. Muscle himself, and I'm so happy to have him on the podcast today. So how you doing, Michael? I'm good. We had beautiful weather the last few days, and I'm out for Thanksgiving break, which is amazing. I get nine days off from school. That's awesome. So... Yeah, I'm I'm in a really good mood right now. Ooh, I love it. I, well, I like it when you're in a good mood. I mean, you know, big Hulk guy, you got to stay out of your way if you're in a bad one. <laughs> uh, Julie just got back from Austin. She loved it down there. They had such a good time, and she said the weather was fantastic. So, yeah, I we have confirmation that you have good weather, my friend. Yeah, it's been nice. Uh, you know, the first couple of weeks of October were really bad. We got record rains and yeah. flooding. It's just insane, and then we got a... The earliest freeze that we've had in about 30 years, from what I understand, we got it last week. And then finally this week was back to normal, you know, nice, warm, sunny 50 degrees. Yeah, that's been the story this year. It's been it's been hot and heavy early. Then it then it kind of I don't know. I think it was hot all summer down there for you guys. Right. And now early oh, yeah. freeze and yeah. the monsoon, then the freeze. I mean, good grief. Yeah, the weather's definitely been the most. um I guess extreme yep. is the best word. Like we just don't get a rain shower. We get a flood and we don't get hot weather. We get record heat and we don't get early cool weather. We get early freezes. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I got to tell you, man, we're not growing anything outside here now. It is the ground is frozen. At least the topsoil is frozen like a popsicle. So we are done here. Uh, we've been done for a while. I pulled my garden a while ago and uh you uh, you have made some improvements to help you garden so the last time we talked that was june <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know wow. we had you and scott and me talking uh, had our panel talking yep. about urban farming so let's catch you uh, let's catch everybody up how are things going what's going on obviously we have you've had weather issues but other things have been going on too so what's been going on down on the farm uh it's been amazing um the summer sucked um, it was absolutely awful. Uh, the heat just destroyed everything. I mean, it was 108 for like eight days straight here. And it just, I, I shut the farm down in the end of July and all of August. And I said, I'm not fighting it. Um, I don't have to, I'm not in a place where financially I have to have my farm money. Right. And it's just, I don't think I would have made a dime even if I worked 40 hours a week on the farm. But, it's it, so but it was a dry heat, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> no, actually it wasn't even a dry heat. It was pretty it was just nasty. It was just like, nasty. Was, yeah. You know, I mean, the heat index was over 110 a lot of the days. Even when it was 199, the heat yeah. index was still 110. Well, and I... Yeah, go ahead. Finish we it. just get so much moisture that comes up from the from the Gulf of Mexico that just yep. makes it so humid and nasty. Well, and I, I was kind of excited. I wanted to see how a couple things played out because you were playing with... You were trying out some uh, worm castings. You were doing some things with... Um, you know, watering canes, I'm using my air quotes, canes, you know, to try to different ways yep. to keep things watered. And then that hot, that heat wave came through and did anything survive? Yeah, I had, you know, the watering with the, uh, with the PVC pipe and drip irrigation type thing, it worked great. If I would have had a normal summer, I think I would have, I think it would have done great. Um, I had, I don't know, maybe 10, 12 tomato plants that survived. Wow. Uh, I just, I kept them alive just to see what would happen in the fall. And, and I kind of figured they would come back and really start producing. And they did. Nice. Um, I sold 
quite a few pints of tomatoes to people here in late summer, early early fall. And then, you know, they were covered last week when that freeze came, but they were six and a half, seven feet tall, so you can't wow. really cover them. Yeah, that's tough to cover. Was it was it your cherry tomatoes and your black yep. cherry tomatoes? It was actually the sun golds. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was it was the sun gold cherry tomatoes. All of those lived. Um, the husky red cherries didn't live. Um, what was the? I'm trying to think of the couple others that I tried, but the the black cherries didn't survive. But for some reason, the sun golds did, hmm. and I watered them all the same. So that's good to know. Moving you know moving forward to next year, that's um, definitely what I'm going to really focus on is a lot of sun golds next year because I know they'll withstand the heat. They may not produce, but at least they'll live through the hottest part. And then during the fall. With my new infrastructure, I'll be able to extend that season a little bit longer. Oh, yeah. It's time to talk about infrastructure. You've made some big <laughs> improvements. You've been working your tail off down there. Um, first things first, uh, we talked a little bit about watering. You had your <laughs> you had your big totes, your three was a 350-gallon totes up on platforms, and uh, I think one of them yep. collapsed or something like that, right? Yeah, I... Um I didn't put a brace on that. My dad told me I should put the brace on. And the next day I walked over there, you know, drove up and it, it had collapsed. And womp, womp. It was fine. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I built four of them in one day, put them all up there. I was exhausted and cut corners and showed up and one of the platforms had collapsed. But I fixed it and I made it work. Yeah. But, um, you know, the water situation still still up in the air. I'm try- still trying to get water from the city of Dallas. And I keep getting the run around. One person tells me I can't do it because it's not zoned correctly. Another yeah. person, office down the hallway, says, oh, yeah, just go have a plumber pull the, the permit to have one installed. And it's just a complete mess. And I, I gave up huh. and said I'll worry about it come March or April. Well, what you do is you get the plumber, go talk to that person that said it was no big deal, and then get it through. Well, the problem is trying to find a plumber to do something that's a $200 job. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they don't want to, and I don't. I, I know a lot of people in a lot of different professions, but I don't have a plumber mm. friend. <laughs> I, I got a mechanic friend. I got a lawyer friend. Sure, got a doctor friend. So like calling a plumber and be like, "Hey, I need you to do this," and then what would you charge me? And like, I don't do that. I build houses. Uh, or yeah. like, I mean, everybody wants a ten thousand dollar job. No mm-hmm. one will do me a. I, I told one guy I'll give you two one hundred dollar bills if you'll go with me for an hour downtown and get this situated. Oh yeah, he's like. Nah, man, I can't get away for you know for something like that. So come on, come on, it, it is frustrating. Yeah, but yeah, I'm sure you uh, you know a case of beer would come along with it. I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, Take free vegetables tomatoes. for a year. I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I, I I just put it on the back burner. I said I'll worry about it come spring. I got other stuff to do and sure and important stuff to get going. So I I just put it on the back burner and um. I, I, I have a buddy. He's pretty well off financially. Um, he's his own. He owns his own business. Uh, he just bought an apartment complex to, to give you an idea uh, of how well off he is. Mm-hmm. And we've been really good friends for about five years. And we taught business a lot, the stock market. You know, just he, he, me, and him are exactly the same person. He's just further along in the game than I am. Sure. And um, he asked me one day. He's like, "Why don't you expand?" I said, "Well." It takes money, and I don't have the money yet. You know, I'm funding right. this farm strictly with the money that I make from the farm. He goes, well, how much do you need? And I thought he was just being curious, just asking questions. Sure. And I said, ah, if I had three grand, I could do exactly what I wanted to do. 
He laughed. He goes, send send me your PayPal account <laughs> info. I said, dude, what? <laughs> he goes, send me your PayPal info. Like, we've talked about this for two years. As passionate and as hardworking as you are, I have no problem getting my money back. I know you'll, I know you'll make it work. I said, well, you know, I don't know when I can pay you back because if I borrow three grand and I, I buy what I want to buy, it's still going to be a couple of months yeah. before it starts producing. Right. He laughed and he goes, he goes, Bell, if, if I go bankrupt over a $3,000 loan to you, then I deserve it. I'm a horrible business person. So I'm not going to, he said, don't worry about it. Pay me back next summer when things really get rolling. I don't even want to talk about it. I said, dude, I appreciate it more than you'll ever know. He goes, no, I know you do. That's why I'm doing it. And wow. next day, next day, there's three grand in my PayPal account. Holy smokes. Well, you know, I've got a PayPal account. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> if, he, if he wants to write some checks, hey, Tommy, take, Tommy Cakes is taking it. Hey, give me some money. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> wow. Right. So is that, did that finance the hoops then? These hoop houses yep. you're putting up? Oh, okay. it finance, it, it's financed a lot. Um, let's see. I bought grow lights from Bootstrap Farmer. Yep. I got I got four of those, and I found those, and I picked those because my buddy at uh, Big Tex Urban Farms, Drew, he's mm-hmm. in charge of the aquaponics yep. big farm there. He uses them at his, uh, you know, for his starts, and he's got the most beautiful lettuce starts I've ever seen. So I called him. I said, hey, give me, I want four of the lights that you get. The, the exact ones that you have. So he sent me the link. I bought those. They were here like three days later. I bought, um, then I bought a big tunnel, mm. which is, um, it's 60 foot long. Wow. It's supposed to be 50, but I, I redid my ends because I didn't do the plastic ends the way that sure. the farmer's friends do them. Uh-huh. I did them my way. Uh-huh. So <laughs> Independent I <got> bastard. No. <laughs> I, I, I just don't see because they send you an eighty foot piece of plastic. Sure. And then they say it's for fifty feet, so you're supposed to use fifteen feet on each end to wrap it around a T post and yep. secure it and all of that. And I was like, screw that! I'm not wasting thirty feet worth of tying it down. So I wasted twenty and rigged up my own ends, and it's worked nice. great so far. That's great, dude. So I bought I bought the plastic, and then I bought uh, ten poles to make the. They're 14 foot wide, seven foot tall. So mm. now I have a 14 foot um, wide, 60 foot long high tunnel. And then I have a smaller tunnel that's 14 foot wide, 40 feet long. Wow. Wow. That's a game changer, dude. And that, and that's how you survived during the frost, right? Yeah. It, it, I couldn't have asked for it to work any better. I got it um, other than putting it up by myself sucked. But yeah. um, I got it put up and... Well, actually, I planted, I had probably four beds, 40 feet long of Salanova already transplanted into the ground the first week of October. Sure. So I, I bought the, I bought my first tunnel and then put it up. And then a week later, my, my buddy gave me the money. So I bought the second tunnel and put it up. And like three days after I got the second tunnel put up, we got an early, early freeze. Like it was down 26, 27 degrees. Yeah. And I just went, rolled my plastic down on both sides, on both tunnels, and threw some sandbags on it, and it worked perfectly. Went over the next day about 9 o'clock, and it was sunny, and I didn't know how warm it was going to be inside. Sure. No idea. And the sun had hit that plastic, and I I raised it up, and you could just feel the heat coming out of the the tunnel. It just warms up so fast. Oh, that's great, dude. That's awesome. That's a game changer, really. 
Oh, it's it's a huge. I would have lost all that lettuce. Yeah, there's no doubt. I, there's no way I could have covered all of it. But um, so right now in the little tunnel, the 14 by 40, I have uh, 1,200 lettuce plants in it that look perfect. That's awesome. And then the 60 footer is about half full, and there's about I think I think I counted a thousand in that tunnel. So I've got huh. 2,200 heads of lettuce in the ground now, and another 800 underneath grow lights right now. Jeez. That's a that's a lot, man. That's a lot. So and then I plant I planted two trays more today, and I'm gonna plant two more tomorrow because I'm gonna transplant a couple of trays out tomorrow afternoon, so I can get those underneath the grow lights, the new seedlings, and I'm 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 just doing strictly salad mix, pretty much going into the going into the the winter. Yeah. Well, and there's demand for it. I mean, it's there seems to be demand for it. Um, I mean, you have your vegan crew, right? And and are there other right. business opportunities as well? Yeah, I've got a I got a couple of little businesses. Like one of them's a smoothie, a smoothie place, but they also do vegan lunches. Sure. And they do one. Uh, they do the same plate on Monday. They do this a different plate on Tuesday, but it's every Tuesday. So like every Wednesday, they have a salad plate. Okay. So I I sell them ten pounds a week of salad mix you know, on Tuesdays for their Wednesday plates. Sure. Um, and I just, just little niches here and there, five pounds here, 10 pounds there. And then of course I have my, I don't know, 85, 90 person list that I can text anytime I, you know, I have extra and need to get rid of it and they'll buy it as soon as I text them. So, Oh, that's awesome. It's going very well. Yeah, yeah man. That is, that sounds really good. And, and you have that constant stream going and, um, you know, Instagram was how you developed a lot of that list. Is it still pretty hopping on Instagram? Oh yeah. Yeah. I get, yeah. Like I said, I, I can lay in bed and get 10 customers tonight if I, if I really needed them. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. And you've cleaned out all of the tomatoes. So you don't really have anything else but salad going right now, right? Um, I planted a bed of carrots this, the second week of September just to see, sure. you know, just to see how they would do. And they did awesome. So I do have one 30, uh, probably 35 foot bed of carrots. There's probably, I don't know, six, 700 carrots in there that, that are doing really well. I picked a few uh, Friday just to see how big they were. And they're probably another week to two weeks away from being ready. Oh, that's and great. I'll just package those with, um, with my salad mix and just sell salad mix and carrots for eight bucks a piece. Nice. To my, to different people that, that like them. And then, but and going into the spring, I will be planting a lot more carrots because they're just, if you can get them to germinate, they're easy as hell. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's something that, uh, you know, I was doing some research on some of the topics we were talking about last night and, and carrots pops up as one of those that stays for a long time and, and is good superfood for, uh, you know, self-reliance and all that kind of stuff. So doing a little yeah, research. And, and, what the, what what's great about the carrots is you can leave them in the ground. Yeah, like if a tomato's on the plant and it's red, you got to pick it or it's going to go bad. Right. Um, carrots can overwinter for weeks at a time. Like it'll just quit growing. Like it, but it's perfectly fine in the soil, so you don't have to store it. And it's you know just that much fresher when you pick it. And actually, carrots and kale and spinach. The colder it gets, the sweeter the plant gets. Yep. Yep. Exactly right. Yep. So I have no problem leaving my carrots in the ground and just let them get sweeter and, you know, just pick them as I need them. And what's kind of funny, we're talking about carrots. Uh, Julie got some produce from uh, a person that she works with. And in that is a bunch of beets, which, you know, 
we've never done a lot with beats before, so this will be kind of fun. There's a, re- there's a reason for that, Tom. They suck. <laughs> Those are the most disgusting, god awful vegetable on the face of the earth. <laughs> Hey, hey, Jules, we're going to have to, I hope you're listening right now and laughing and she'll say, see, um, but then we also got carrots. We got uh, yellow carrots and purple carrots. So for some reason, they're Viking colors, but you know, we're the Packer fan. We're just going to have to go with it. You know, I mean, I don't think there is a green carrot, but um, you know, some friends at work gave her these and, and we're going to play with them and, and make some good stuff with them. So it's, it's kind of fun to get stuff from other folks and, and uh, gifts from other folks. And we've got to appreciate that. So. It'll be fun. Yeah, I was, uh, fun to cook with them. It's funny too that I had a guy from Alabama come down. Um, me and him's got to be real good friends on Instagram over the last six months. He started a farm and he heard me on a podcast somewhere and DM me and asked me a couple of questions about salad mix or whatever. We got to be pretty good friends. And again, it had actually, to be the, it had to be the Small Scale Life podcast. It had to be I'm, our I'm, podcast. I think it was, <laughs> um, <laughs> but he was. He was him and his wife drove from Alabama to Austin wow. this weekend to see some family for Thanksgiving. And he said on the way back, "Can I swing out and meet you and see the farm?" I said, "Sure." So him and his wife came by and we we chatted about an hour. They got ready to leave and they handed me a little basket, and inside the basket is a jar of pickled jalapenos. Ooh, that sounds and, really good. And it's also got pickled garlic in it. That sounds really good too. And um, he he said he goes. This was a sheer accident, but we had so many jalapenos and I couldn't get rid of them. Um, my wife just said, "Let me pickle a jar and see how they taste." And now she's selling them for seven dollars a jar, and it's the number one seller that they have at the, at their market every day, every week. Man, really? I I gotta admit, dude. I I pickle or I canned some peppers a couple years ago, and and I pulled them out and I looked at them and I opened them up, opened them up and I looked and tried them and they were just like mush. However they do it, I would love to know because I haven't figured that out yet. So I'm going to have to figure that out. Yeah. But I, I thought it was interesting. You know, they, they made some, made a great product out of extra stuff that they, that they just didn't know what to do with. So she says pickle them. And now it's the number one seller they have. They can't keep them in stock. I think that's great. I think that's awesome. Hmm. Well, oh, it's a great it, it's it's a great business thing because you can store them, like pickle them and put them on the shelf. And if you've got ten cases, then you can just keep them till you know. Then they don't have they have a shelf life, right? You know, right. You can sell them in the middle of winter, six months after you pickle them, if you want to. Yeah, I I know up here up north we have uh, cottage pickle pickle laws and all that kind of stuff. I I don't know. Um, sometimes you bump into that kind of thing, regulations and everything. But uh, I think that's great. I think that's awesome. Um, if they have the recipe, I'd love to have it. <laughs> yeah, I'll um, I'll shoot them a text tomorrow and see and see if I can get it for you. For you. Oh yeah, that's cool. Because uh, you know, always trying to do better. And then, uh, yeah, I probably I can't I w- I would not publish that because that'd be a violation of trust probably. But right. you know, I think that's uh, yeah, I think that's cool. But there's some you know. I hate mushy stuff. I hate canning something and opening up and it's just mush. That just doesn't work for me. So yeah, I, I I'm trying to figure that out on the pick on the pepper side, you know? Yeah. I'll see if I'm figuring it out and get to the recipe. Yeah. Or at least the process. I mean, I'll figure out my own recipe, but just the process and how it doesn't, is it, then they're not mushy, right? They crunch. Oh yeah. They're crunchy. Oh, dang it. Dang it. Yeah. Yeah. The, I'll find out for you. Yeah, pickles. I mean, if it's a ferment, it might be a ferment thing, or or maybe I'm just you know because you put it in a water bath and you just 
you cook the hell out of the stuff and, and then it turns to mush, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So what else is happening on the farm? Anything new going on besides that? I mean, that's a lot of stuff, obviously. I mean, um, things are sounds well, like they're popping along and you got a little bit of money in the hopper. You can do a little more expansion. I think another hoop house was in order, right? Well, yeah, that, that was that that's where I spent, you know, I bought the grow lights, I bought one tunnel. Um, and then I got to looking and I was like, I can afford another tunnel because I couldn't decide if I wanted to buy a tilter or, you know, exactly what I wanted. Sure. To, I had a list of things I wanted and I, I just kept saying, you know what, buy another tunnel. That, yep. That'll be a lot more bang for your buck and you can produce a lot more. So I have a third tunnel coming. Uh, I don't know with Thanksgiving and shipping and all that crap. Oh yeah. Um, uh, it's it's on its way. It might be here tomorrow. It may be next week. I don't know, to be honest with you. But uh, so yeah, th- and this one's going to be a hundred foot. Ooh. <laughs> so I have a, and it's fourteen foot wide. So I have a forty footer, a sixty footer, and a hundred footer. Oh man, that's great, dude. And then so, I suppose in the summer you can put shade cloth over the top and, yep. and kind of keep it. Pla- um, yeah, the plastic's going to come off. Shade cloth is going on, and I don't. I didn't do it this year because I, I was lazy and didn't want to. Uh, put the metal pole down the middle. Okay. Um, so, but I've, I've got the poles to go down the middle. So I think I'm going to trellis my tomatoes one row right down the middle of all the greenhouses Very cool. and just do salad mix everywhere else. Oh, wow. That'll be nice. That'll be real good. I'm hoping that that's, you know, that, that that's the plan. Now I've pivoted my business model about 12 times in two years. So <laughs> come spring, uh, I, I may be, growing hemp or something right right now it's salad mix and tomatoes for the spring is is my game plan yeah i hear you man i mean that's a thing that uh that's that's a great segue actually that's there's a lot of that going on around here i mean i interviewed drew sample that podcast is going up uh very soon on small scale life he's pivoting uh small scale life is pivoting you're pivoting i mean you just if you do stay doing the same thing it seems like you can end up stale and things aren't going right or or blight could come in and just wipe everything out or rabbits could come in and eat everything up right you gotta pivot sometimes oh yeah i got those rabbits fixed though oh yeah i i I spent i spent some money on chicken wire and i've got (laughs) i've got three foot chicken wire all the way around my 40 foot tunnel and my 60 foot tunnel there you go. See, all, I, I was. This is how I, I was going to try to figure out, squeeze out of you how how your uh, rabbit problem was ha- was uh, being handled. But yeah, chicken wire is a good thing. I, I found that as well. I will say it sucks putting up by yourself. Yes, it does. I would agree. Unro- oh, unroll! My hands were raw. Yep. Like they were just raw when I got home from doing the sixty footer because you have to roll it out and keep it from being twisted. And oh, yeah. the first. 20 feet that roll's got to weigh 60 70 pounds mm-hmm. yep because i bought the 150 foot roll yeah it, yeah yeah i didn't need i just needed the 25 foot roll and to go around one bed but yeah i can see exactly what you mean so oof but uh yeah i, I guess i mean i've, I've kind of decided unless i pivot again I, I think i'm just gonna do salad mix and you know a couple of little things that i know can i can sell that are easy like carrots and you know onions and you know, uh, you know, something comes up that someone really wants me to to grow that I can make some money on, then I will. But yep, I kind of just want to build a salad empire to build. To be honest with you, <laughs> and what's so interesting is um, when we had the panel discussion back in June, you were asking Scott, 
hey, did you ever think about growing other things and diversifying a little bit? And he was talking about his personal garden where he did that. And you were growing a whole bunch of other things. And now you've kind of gone into the the Curtis Stone camp, shall we say, Camp Stone. And yep. this is what you're going to do. And you're going to do it excellently with excellence, you know? Yeah, it's just, the, I mean, I don't farm because of the money. That's for the God's truth. But um, it's, it's just about the money. Like, it just makes no sense to grow... A, a, a zucchini plant that gets massive when you can sell a zucchini for a dollar a pound. Yeah. And, you know, and it takes so long, whereas I can grow salad mix and sell it for five bucks a pound and it grows so fast. If you don't have bugs, yep. I mean, there's not, there's not really anything that bothers it. So it's just a numbers game when it comes down to it. If you, if you really want to make money and make it a business, yep. I mean, they were right. I'll be the first because I, I had the whole CSA model in my head. I wanted to do it this way, and and I, I had good success on a very small level. Like I was making a few hundred bucks a week, and that sure. was, and I was happy with that. But there's no way I could sustain that year round, right? On a small plot, doing this part time lettuce. I mean, like right now, my two tunnels are on, co- like on cruise control. Yeah, <laughs> and there's power in that. That's that's. Um like I said, there's power in that. I mean, up here and I'm sure down there, you're growing that zucchini plant, you're growing that squash plant, squash borers, right? I mean, you can get mm-hmm. all these bugs to come in and wipe the stuff out. If you got something that's, that's yeah, resistant to the, to the pests and the blight, you know, and you just got to keep it watered, keep it, keep some shade on it. Oh, that's, that's why not do that? Right. Well, and you don't pick every day. Right. Like literally, if, if you, if you have zucchini, and squash and all this other stuff, you have to pick every day. Yeah. And while that's fun, lettuce, you just pick one time and then you wait 10 days and you pick it again and then you flip the bed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty stinking easy once you get it, I call it machine mode. And once you get it on cruise control, like there's no way I could be running my CSA boxes like I did in the spring and last, last winter uh-huh. and be able to build three hoop and build three caterpillar tunnels at the same time. Like I am now. Yeah. Yeah. Like I go over there and I just work like yesterday. I went over there and worked four hours and got all my rebar put in the ground, my PVC pipe over my rebar, my, you know, so I can put my poles over that. I did all of that. If I was running a CSA box, like I did last year, I would have had to harvest broccoli. I would have had to done this. I would have had to done all this. There's no way I could do it. So it's just time efficiency. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, in every business we're trying to figure out how to, how to do more with, uh, you know, less investment and make it more efficient. Right. Cause then we can do more things. You know, if I could figure out how to do these podcasts and had them uploaded immediately, wow, we'd figure that out too. Hence the, uh, hence looking into live streaming. Ha <laughs> ha. But that's that's for another day. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's great, dude. I, I think that's awesome. I think um, I think you're you're figuring out as you go, as as we say in the podcast business, you're finding your voice, you're finding your business model that works for you and your time. Because I was talking to Julie about this, and she's like, "Man, does he have all the time for this? I mean, he's got the job, and he's doing the farm, and he's got the wife and the kids, and all this other stuff, and the coaching, and you know, lifting weights, and becoming this massive." muscle man i mean how does he do all this stuff where's the time right yeah but i I think but every one of those things that you just said other than teaching which is my full-time job i love yeah 
So you, you, you makes time for, for the stuff you love. Like at my school, I probably spend more time working on my farm than I do like education stuff because I have my grow lights set up at my school. Oh yeah. So like literally I water my plants and my, my seedlings or I'll plant two trays, you know, during the course of the day, five minutes here, five minutes there, I'll run in there and plant a couple of rows in my, in my 120 plug trays. And <laughs> like, it, it's just insane the amount of stuff that I can get done 10 minutes here and 10 minutes there. So. Sure. Sure. So you're using the 120 plug trays. I was, I, I just linked up to, to, um, on, uh, with the bootstrap farmer, the 72 cells. That's what usually what I use is 72s, not the, not the buck twenties. Yeah. I, I do the one twenties and, okay. and, and I'll be honest with you, bud, those boot, those, those trays from bootstrap, they're a little bit more expensive than what you can find on Amazon. They're worth every damn penny. Yeah. I've had trays where like the trays I bought this year, they, they split in half, they cracked, they're garbage, and uh, I got to buy new ones now, right? So, yeah. Bootstrappers, like I said, they're a little bit more expensive, but they're worth the money because that's the heaviest duty plastic tray I have ever used in my life. I will never buy another tray that's not from Bootstrapper because that thing's going to last me 10 times longer than those crappy ones from Amazon. And all of you who are wondering what product that is, you can go to kit.com slash life and find those products there. It'll go to... Go right into Amazon and it'll come to your house all pretty, ready for you for Christmas or for spring or for when you're, for when you're ready to plant next. That's kit.com slash small scale life. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're great. Yeah. I, have, I'll, I have no problem recommending those to anyone. They are great. So, I tell you, Bootstrap has done a hell of a job with their business. Um, if people don't know who they are, you know, they're for garden, you know, gardeners and yep. small farmers and They've got great, great products. The prices are really, you know, close to everybody else's. And you call somebody, if you got a question, you call them, they pick up the phone. Like Nick is one of the main guys there. Uh, hell, I'm having dinner with him and about 10 farmers in two weeks here in Dallas. We're having a big farmers get together. Oh, that's cool. And yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it because there's, there's a big movement right now. I don't know exactly who headed it up or who's like getting it going, but. There's about ten of us down here that's all going to go eat with chefs and oh nice and and there's just a movement of like talking and getting to know each other and it's it's really exciting. I'm I'm, I'm excited to go and meet some people and talk and you know I, I can't think of the word that's called but um oh it's you're you're almost becoming a little guild or a just a you know a collective almost or a group at least a group right and yeah and you guys can share ideas and and. Uh, you know, work together. I think that's really cool. And, and Hey, maybe if you guys all connect like that, maybe can you get some advantage on pricing? I know you were complaining a little bit about some of the Johnny seeds prices and, you know, just some pricing of some things where it gets really expensive or the shipping gets really expensive, not so much the seeds, but you know, maybe there's a way you can kind of bargain for price, right? Right. Yeah. And I'm hoping I'm, I'm going to be really selfish. I don't think any of the guys will listen to this. I'm hoping I can talk them into let's all get together, pitch in a couple hundred bucks and get Curtis come down here and do a, and do one of his two day seminars like Mm. in the field. And, you know, we sell some tickets to get some of our money back stuff like that. But that would be freaking amazing. That would be freaking amazing. If you can line it up for May, (laughs) May 2019, (laughs) although that's his busy time. So damn it. 
I, I say he's not farming much anymore. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he is popping around the world doing all these, uh, um, doing all these seminars and stuff. I mean, he goes down to Australia, and New Zealand, and and he's yep. he's been coming down to the United States too. So there might be an opportunity for him to come down. That'd be cool. Yeah, we've talked. I mean, he he gets a pretty pretty nice little pay. Oh, I bet to, to come, but I don't know. I think I think the knowledge that that we, that we could all learn from him. And just say, hey, do it this way. Yeah, could save us, you know, hundreds of hours of year a year in work, and yep. you know, if it saves us a dollar an hour, you know, worth of seed or you know whatever it is, in the long run, it's worth money. No, I, yeah, I, he, he's figured it out. He was in the trenches, and he uh, he's learned, you know, he's learned from experience and from aches and pains and success and failure. You know. Yep. Um, one more question before you go, you've been having some really good luck with your, um, seed starting mix. So can you tell the folks about that? I mean, I know that spring for me is a long way away, but, uh, there's other folks that are down in Texas, Florida, uh, down the Southern States or out in California, well, California's on fire, but you know, there's a lot of people in other places around the country and you've had, you've had some really good success with your seed starting mix. So what are you doing? Um, so I found... I experimented with some cocoa coral uh, last spring and really liked it because it just holds so much water. Yep. Um, it's it's actually amazing how much water it holds. Yeah, it is. Isn't uh, it? But that, that's 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 another story. But um, and so I was like, you know what? I'm going to try the potty mix with this. So I mixed it with some compost, and I didn't like the way it worked because I guess my compost just sucked, and it had a bunch of sticks and twigs, oh, yeah. and you couldn't get a level. And so I was like, this sucks. I'm not doing this. So then I ran across, I ran across a company down in Houston that makes what I've come to know is literally the best worm castings in the world. Like, mm-hmm. hands down, they have tests that prove it. It's clean. It's absolutely pure. There's no wood chips. There's no nice straight worm castings. So I got a bag, tried it with my tomatoes. I just put a couple, you know, yep. uh, half a cu- half solo cup in the hole, transplanted. Tomatoes did amazing. So I was like, okay, well, what if I mix the two together? So I took uh, three parts, three solo cups of cocoa coral and one cup of worm castings from uh, Magic Worm Ranch down in Houston, this company. And I mixed it together in a big tub, and I filled up a seed tray. I said, let's just see how how these starts do. And I'll be damned if it wasn't the best potty mix that I've ever found. Um it, it's just the, the the plants are healthy, they're strong, they they grow insanely fast. Probably five to six days faster getting them in the ground with the cocoa coral and the worm castings wow. together wow. than a normal potting mix. That's awesome, dude. That's great. And then, and then on top, and I don't know how many of your listeners do this, but I don't pull, like when my tomato plants are done, I don't pull them out of the ground. I cut them off at the ground and just... Because the roots is what, you know, it builds organic matter. It'll decay. Yep. There's really no reason to pull them out of the ground. Right. Um, so I just chop them off. Well, all those worm castings that were I put in the bottom of the, the hole, they're still there. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that, that didn't get used. I didn't right. pull them up and all that. So I did that with my lettuce uh, back in the, the summer before it got too hot and killed everything. Um, I cut all my lettuce off. I didn't pull them up. And then... I use landscape fabric, so I just move the landscape fabric 
uh, like scooted it down one row. Sure. So now the the holes are where are in between the plants where the plants from the last season used to be. Does that make sense? Yep, totally does. So I left all the the worm castings from the seed starts in the in the ground along with the roots. I've got good organic matter decaying, and now I'm going to do it again. Put in those seed starts with the worm castings in the in the ground between the last year's two rows. Yeah. Then next year I'll pull it back to where it was last year, and it should be great, perfect soil with you know good quality worm castings in it, organic material, the whole nine yards. I mean, it does take a little bit longer to flip a bed, but I think in the long run, it's worth the uh, it's worth the effort to do. Well, yeah, and you're building soil, and that's so important, and especially doing what you're doing but even in a a small garden i mean if you're building soil and you're adding the that kind of product to to your soil and the root system too when i pull out if i pull out a pepper plant or a tomato plant you're the same way you get a big clot of dirt coming up with it um whatever supplements you put in there like uh use coffee grounds or any of that stuff that's coming out too i mean that whole thing comes out and you're left with this big massive hole big huge hole but um you know this is now you got a backfill and you've lost all of that nutrient so yeah i think that's a great idea i think that's a really good approach to it but yeah so that so that's the um that's the story with the starter mix again yep. it's three parts coca coral and one part magic worm ranch um worm castings out, out of houston uh, shipping is a little bit expensive because, yeah. you know, if you buy a 10-pound bag, you got to ship a 10-pound bag, and that's a little bit expensive. But right. I, I, I'll I, gladly pay it. I have no problem. Like, he, he actually apologized. Like, I'm so sorry, shipping. You know, I'm just breaking even on shipping. Blah, blah. I was like, I don't care, dude. Just send me my worm poop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I've seen the success with uh, with your farm, and it's something that I'm going to incorporate in Small Scale Life's Gardens next year. So uh, lots of big changes coming to my gardens, and we'll cover that on a, on a different show. Because I know you've got you've to go in. You've got stuff you got to do tonight. Negan's dead, or, uh, uh, you know, uh, Rick is dead, but there's other things you've got to attend to. Um, can you give the listeners, yeah, right? Can you give the listeners a little bit of, a uh, little encouragement before you go off for the night? Find something you love to do and do it. I just and, and don't think, don't make a plan. Like it's probably it goes against everything you've ever been told. But just go, just start doing it. You're gonna fail and you're gonna screw up and you're gonna learn and then you're gonna come back and be better at it the next time you do it. But it, life's just too short to to do something you hate every day. And I'm the poster child for that. I have never been happier in my life than I am right now. That's awesome. And dude. I, I'm still having to go to school every day, and I hate going to school every day, but at least I get to go. And, you know, before school, I get to do what I love. During school, I get to do what I love. And after school, you know, I get to go back to my farm a little bit. It's beginning to pay dividends. There you go. It's beginning to come together. So, So ladies and gentlemen, this is the Smurf it up moment. You know, this is where you got to, you know, you can make $70,000 on Smurfs. (laughs) That's right. Look it up, Gary V. Gary V. Well, cool, man. Um, you know, this has been great. It's been really nice catching up and everything. And we're going to have, uh, Michael, we're going to have you on again in the near future talking about some other things, which is going to be a lot of fun. We're planning some really fun things for uh, the first of the year. We'll get into that more as we go along. Um, anything to close, my friend? Where can we find you? Where's the best place to find you? Uh, Instagram at Dallas Half Acre Farms. 
is um, is where I'm at 24/7. Um, I'm always always getting stuff. Like we said before, you know, I got a couple of DMs from a from a podcast that I did a few weeks ago this this past week. People basically wanting to do what I'm doing, and they just reached out and said, "Will you help me?" And I said, "Of course." Um, so if there's anybody out there that's that's thinking about doing it, doesn't know where to start, what to do, or just want to do a garden and you need some help, hit me up, please. Um, I've said it a thousand times. I owe everything that I'm doing to Curtis and JM and, you know, those guys are putting out free content on YouTube. And if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be able to do, you know, I would have never known I could do this. So I feel obligated to pay it forward and help out as many people as I can. That's awesome, man. No, we appreciate you uh, being part of the small scale life story and our family here, and we do appreciate it, man. And we're, we'll uh, we've got some good thing, good stuff coming in twenty nineteen. Well, even later this year in twenty nineteen. So I'm looking forward to continue to to uh, work with you and and uh, help you tell your story. I think it's awesome, man. I appreciate you letting me do it and. And uh, hit me up anytime, man. I always enjoy chatting. Oh, absolutely. And ladies and gentlemen, he is very good about responding to DMs. And he is always putting a little video out there on, on Instagram. So if you don't have Instagram, you need to get on Instagram. That's a good good way to contact influencers and other content creators. And uh, Michael is there. So thanks, dude. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. We'll chat soon. All right. Thanks. Thank you, Michael, for being on the Small Scale Life podcast. We appreciate your time and wish you the best on the farm. We'll be checking back in with you in the near future. We've got a lot of things planned, and I'm glad you're part of our Small Scale Life story here. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting the same return, or better return for that matter. It isn't a winning strategy over time. Whether it's working out, building a business, or managing a sports team, (coughs) Packers, there are a number of variables that continually force you to make adjustments. And if you don't make adjustments, you'll end up sidelined or failing. We have to change to succeed. Of course, we learn from experience. That's why we continue to say here at Small Scale Life that we need to learn, do, grow, and be better every day. Learn from experience, which means putting things into practice and trying. You'll grow your experience and continue to improve at your craft, your skills, your health, or whatever you put your mind, heart, and soul into in your life. How about you? Are you ready to make a change? It's almost the end of the year, and we're going to be talking a lot about change. Julie and I will be back soon to talk about how we're changing up some things and gearing up for a great 2019. Are you ready to renew you in 2019? We'll talk a lot more about that in the near future. We've got some great stuff planned. Trust me on that. I hope you're getting ready. It's going to be a ton of fun, and we are going to be blasting off on January 1. So we've got a lot of work to do between now and then. So this is Tom from Small Scale Life. Remember to always learn, do, grow, and be better every day. Take care, everybody.
yeah. I guess I'm not we'll, in we'll, your. I guess I'm not in your circle of trust. I see how this is. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're like the one. You're like one spot out of. You know, Tommy Cakes. He's a different guy. He might have to come down and see somebody and just kind of make them disappear. I hear you got a big ant hill. You know, maybe they'll find their way in there. You know. God, that thing's massive. <laughs> 